You die once, and suddenly you're not invisible. Explore the story of Heed, who was a corpse for a while, but is back to life and trying to learn about just what had happened, only to discover the story is far stranger than that. Inspired by manga, Alter X Artifact is a new LGBTQ webcomic for mature readers revolving around magic and political espionage. This comic features fantastic elements, gripping storytelling, and impressive visuals that pull you into the strange but fascinating world of the comic. Alter X Artifact explores themes of magic, dreams, and relationships, all while deftly weaving a compelling mystery with eye-catching visuals. You're still in time to enjoy the exciting prologue as well, but you gotta hurry over on to the website. So, if you're looking for your next weekly webcomic read, you need to go to alterxartifact.com. That is alterxartifact.com. Now back to the show. You know, it's bad when... Um, and then they have information at the bottom, like their about, advertise, contact policies are all at the footer. Oh, wow. You know, it's bad when, like, io9 is a more reputable news source. Yeah. Because at the top, all they have is their header, their, you know, categories right. or whatever. Yeah. And then their social media stuff. Right. So, welcome to Supernatural Selection. This is your Weekend Weird. I'm your host, Kevin Heyman. With me is Mike the Skeptic. Mike, how are you doing today? Um, I feel like I'm going to be very skeptical tonight. Oh, I think you will. And uh, you know what? I might just jump into that pool with you. Just because it's, it's, a, it's a special skeptical... Not special. A special... It's a special skeptical. No, no, I shouldn't say skeptical. I meant to say what I meant to say was it's a special sort of breaking news. Yeah, uh, as of this week. I mean, it, yes, it's Thursday currently as of recording, and it's, this news came out Monday, so it's not like hot off the press. Yeah, well, it's hot off the press for us. Yeah. Now, as you can tell, we're uh, San David here. Yeah. Uh, Sans David, he is uh, taking care of some stuff. He should be back next week for our big uh, Lizard Tits episode. But, uh, God, there's just been so much in the news this week. We, we, we figured it'd be a good idea to go ahead and do Weekend Weird. Uh, because that happens sometimes, you know. It seems like on the off weeks, big stuff in the paranormal world happens. And, uh, of course, that big first thing is Pat Robertson's dead. No, uh... Dusty showed me a thing a minute ago that was a, uh, somebody put Jesus finding out Pat Robertson is dead into an AI, uh, you know, into like Dolly 2, and it was just Jesus laughing hysterically in every picture. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, nope, that tracks. That definitely tracks. So yeah. um yeah the the man who pretty much single-handedly brought us, you know, for-profit churches 
Yeah, no. Uh, everything wrong it, with uh, well, okay, that, it, that's hyperbole. A lot he, of he's things. a major architect of everything wrong with America right now. At least everything wrong with you know the Republican the Party, organized religion in America. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, not everything. He's he, he as far as we There's know, he has nothing to do with like the touching boys. But other than that, no, I I honestly feel like of all the shit Pat Robertson did, that is like the one thing. I would not accuse him of doing the one thing. But, you know, exploiting his poor, you know, congregation. Yes. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, a number of times I've heard of people that, you know, old old women who were just, you know, getting barely getting by on their, you know, social security and stuff, still trying to send every single dollar they can to the 700 club. So they can get into heaven. Mike, Mike, I'm going to tell you something. Did you know that in my youth, I was an avid viewer of the 700 Club? Does not surprise me. Your yeah. parents were old. <clears throat> well, not just that. I was I was like a zealot for a while. Mm. This is crazy. Yeah, I know. Me. You had a crush on Tammy Faye? That was, uh, <laughs> that was a PTL club. Oh, that's sir. right. I and forgot. yes, I watched that as well. Wow, you were just... I, I was all up in the Flavor Aid, my friend. What happened? Um, My dad actually sat me down and was like, you need to, to just oh, chill the fuck so out. You were, it was you. Yeah, my, my you, parents sat me down and were like, dude, you need to calm your tits. So you were a little religious... What, what age are we talking about here? 13, <clears throat> 14. Oh, so that was right... Right so, before yeah. I met you. Yeah, like not long before we met, uh, I was hardcore religious. So, wow. Yeah. I, you know, if they hadn't done that, if you'd still been that way when we met, yeah, that wouldn't have worked out. Yeah, no. Now <clears> I believe <throat> in UFOs. I would have, like, seen you. And, you would have like, noped the fuck out. Yeah. You would have, like, tried to pray over me or something. I would have been yeah. like... Well, you remember, you. I was I was still had my belief in everything, no, and did, I still were, believe to an extent. Like, yeah, no, I wasn't insane. Yes, you were. Yeah, I came out of that. You weren't like the old man that accosted me at a Walmart. I was there for uh, that. I know. Sun, last Sunday. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm just trying to buy uh, oil and a filter for my vehicle, and this old man walks up, and he's like, I just flipped through the book and found my oil filter. You know, do it a million times, so I, you know, doesn't take me very long. And he walks up, he's like, hey, you found that really quick. I wish I could do that. Be, I wish I was that good. I was like, oh, I just got lucky. You know, he's like, well, well, well sir, I surely hope you're coming to heaven with me. And record scratch, like... <laughs> I just had this yeah. mental and record I was, scratch. And I was walking up when that happened. I was like, hey, Mike, I got the buggy. Let's go. And I, I, You know, the thing is, when he said, oh, you're coming to, I really hope you're coming to heaven with me, I would have been like, you want to go now? Yeah, I was. We I can was, go now. That, I was thinking, is that a threat? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to kill you, man. But, and no, and the, the, I, my favorite part of the story is how when you walk up and, you know, say, Whatever I was, I didn't even notice what she said, honestly. Uh, um, yeah, but uh, because my, my that was in the middle of the record scratch. But mm-hmm. the, then he says, "Oh, uh, and your your friend, kind of like this implying are y'all that, fucking? Yeah, like we're a couple or something." <laughs> my I, first and my first instinct 
was to correct him, not because I would be ashamed to be gay or anything, which I wouldn't be. Yeah. But because someone is wrong and (laughs) someone has a wrong assumption. You have a thing about people being that wrong. About being wrong about something I could like, you know, easily say, oh, no, that's, you know. And so I start to correct him. Are you saying you could do better than me, Mike? No. Well, yes, I could. I'm not, that's not <laughs> what I'm saying. But uh, besides, you're taken. So, indeed. So, I start to the words start to come out of my mouth, and then I realize, no, it's funnier for him to believe we're a gay couple. Yes. And so I just say, "Thanks, bye," and we just you know yeah. walk off. I I really and like I told you then I I don't want to kiss you, Mike, but like if. If it had pissed off that guy, I would have done it. I I don't think I could have put my heart into it, but you know. Yeah, no, it's fine. Um, you know Maybe that was a hands. hell of a that's a hell of a sidetrack. Well, you know, we, we yeah. it's the icebreaker. We're breaking sure. ice with with topical and yes, topical humor funnies. So, Mike, hmm. I want you to go first because you've got the biggest news story so we, this we can cover. Big story. Um, I don't know how to say this, but uh, there's proof of UFOs. You're happy, Kevin? It, mm, here's the thing. If it turns out to be real, I'm not sure if I'm going to be happy or terrified. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people get have so gotten caught up in this you know, quest for the truth, they haven't quite stopped to really think out the ramifications yeah. of if it is in fact true. If, if all this is actually true, like if disclosure happens, you know, you know the, 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 the grays and the Nordics and the whatever, oh, the all implications that. of all that being real is horrifying because of the shit. It means that could be true. Like that is just, I, I don't understand why people, you know, want to live in that world. Sure. Yeah, no, I don't want to live in the something get shoved up my butt against my will in a UFO. I'm just, just the, the, you know, all the implications there, but yeah. Yeah, no. So anyway, so this week, a, according to the website, no one's ever heard of called, called the, de, the debrief. Yeah, the debrief. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I've not heard of this site. Um, talk a little bit about the site itself in a minute, but it says a former intelligence officer turned whistleblower has given Congress and the yep. intelligence community. Hmm? I, I was just gonna say, I, I the dude is a legit dude. Yeah, no, they, yeah. they get into his uh, credentials here in a second. Sorry, let me start over because yeah. I forgot where I was. Sorry, you're talking about a, David a former, Charles Grouch. Yeah, well, I was, I was going pretty much going down the article. Okay, a former intelligence official turned whistleblower has given Congress and the intelligence community ins- Inspector General extensive classified information about deeply covert. This is a really poorly you, composed sentence. Do, do you want to read the Jalopnik article? Oh. I mean, I, th- I was going to the source. Oh, yeah. No, you don't want to do that. You want to go to the... So basically, there. this sentence is saying... What did he give Congress? Extensive classified information about deeply covert programs that he says possess retrieved intact and partially intact craft of non-human origin. 
So he says that they... We have UFOs. So he has given Congress and the intelligence community inspector general... Which I guess that's like some unified head of information. Because they're all, all those words are capitalized. Intelligence, mm-hmm. community, inspector, general, I guess. Uh, the information, he Where's says. Where's that? It, actually, they were talking about this on last podcast. ICIG is something I've never heard of, but yeah. that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. That, so it's actually different. It's, IC, yeah, it's ICIG. It's the inspector... General of the Intelligence Community. Right. That's Thomas A. Monheim. Okay. We'll so, continue. So he's listed on the .gov site. So he is a... Uh, That's a real dude. A real dude. That, that draws a paycheck. Yeah. So uh, the information, he says, which is the whistleblower they have not named yet in the article, mm-hmm. uh, has been illegally withheld from Congress, and he filed a complaint alleging that he suffered illegal retaliation for his confidential disclosures reported here for the first time. Okay. See, other intelligence officials, both active and retired with knowledge of these programs through, through their work in various agencies has independently provided similar corro- corroborating information, both on and off record. Supposedly, I guess mm-hmm. the whistleblower, David Charles Grush, 36, a decorated former combat officer in Afghanistan, is a veteran of the uh, National Geospatial Intelligence Agency and the National Reconnaissance Office. Man, this is like a lot of shit I hadn't heard of before this. Well, well, I know of the NRO. They're the ones that run all the spy satellites. Like any of the big, you know, Keystone satellites and all those, those are NRO satellites. The uh, NGA, the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, I've never heard of them before, but, you know, Mm -hmm. they probably exist, too. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing so far really throwing off like, well, it's bullshit. Uh, He served as the reconnaissance office's representative to the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force. Right. That's the one that just got set. Or is this the one that previously 2019 to 2021. Oh, so this is the one that, like... Yeah, okay. From late 2021 to July 2022, he was the NGAs, the uh, national, the, uh, oh yeah, that was the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency. Right. He was the NGA's co-lead for UAP analysis and its representative to the task force. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's he's there, but he's also, you know, adjacent to the UAP task force mm-hmm. uh, so the task force was established obviously uh, was to uh, investigate what are once were so-called unidentified flying objects or UFOs now officially called unidentified anomalous phenomenon or aerial phenomenon I don't know which this says anomalous phenomenon but I've also seen aerial phenomenon yeah I've so. heard aerial or, or UAP yeah. The task force was led by the Department of the Navy under the Office of the Undersecretary, blah 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 Grush said the recoveries of partial fragments through and up to intact vehicles have been made for decades through the present day by the government, its allies, and defense contractors. So that's a lot of people. That is a lot. That's a lot of holes 
for, you know, information to disseminate out of. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, you know, it's like a tea diffuser. The more holes you have, the more little bits get out. And every person's a hole. Yeah. And conspiracies, you know, you don't want to have too many people in the pot. Yeah. Uh, uh, again, I've got a theory, but we'll get into that later. Analysis has determined that the objects retrieved are, quote, of exotic origin, parentheses, non-human intelligence, whether extraterrestrial or unknown origin, close parentheses, based on the vehicle morphologies and material science testing and the possession of unique atomic arrangements and radiological signatures, end quote, he said. I mean... I guess. I mean, I mean, like, okay, big, you know, huge deal, if true. Yeah. Big if true. That's the term. In filing his complaint, Grush is re- represented by a lawyer who served as the original intelligence community inspector general. Okay. That's a, that, man, this is like a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, I've also read somewhere that they've got, like, bodies. Yeah, this doesn't hasn't said anything about bodies, just mostly in, intact and partially intact vehicles. Right. Accordance with protocols, Grush provided defense of office defense office of pre publication and security review at the Department of Defense with the information he intended to, to disclose to us. His on the record statements were all quote cleared for open publication. Grush's disclosures and those of non public witnesses under new protective provisions of the Wow, this is just super dense. Yeah, I know. But the basic idea is he is put forward that... uh, It says basically that since World War II and beyond, uh, the Air Force has carried out disinformation campaigns to discredit reporting sightings. Uh, The U.S. Army's uh, liaison for the UAP task force, Carl E. Neal, says Grush is beyond reproach. Every yeah, I've read a lot of stuff saying that this guy is uh, the real deal. Yeah, and that's kind of horrifying to me. Honestly, this is scary. So to me, here's the thing, though. It's like, how does he know? Well, like, it's <sighs> he got. He really sounds like a Pentagon pencil pusher. To- I. F- I feel like it's you one know, of those lately. things where you're in a situation and you hear stuff. Like, you know, there, there's stuff that, like, I haven't been told where we work. And, and yeah. you know, we work in a liquor store, so there's nothing earth-shattering about, hey, there's a bourbon coming in. And, like, no one told me, but, like, I heard about it. Yeah. So that's kind of what I think maybe might be going on. This is also a very long article. It is. Um, the Like I said, there's a Jalopnik article that sort of summarizes it. Yeah. Uh, and it quotes what you just said. Yeah. But According to, uh, this is going to the Jalopnik article mm-hmm. with some more succinct excerpts. According to uh, reporting from Debrief, Grush has the support of the intelligence community firmly on his side. Which Uh-oh. I seem, it seems kind of suspect. I mean, yeah. I mean, look what Edward Snowden got in trouble yeah. for. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was basically just, you know, saying, you know, showing things that were already kind of known about. Mm-hmm. And this is this is like the biggest secret yeah. that he's 
So let's, we've gone over what he's talking about. Let's talk about this for a second, realistically. Yeah. Um, first off, there is no goddamn way he would be walking around talking about this with a, with, you know, with a non bullet filled head. So in, yeah, in a world where some, some form of Mm -hmm. government covered up UFOs are real, right? There's if, and their government is vehemently trying to keep it a secret. Yes. If they want to keep that secret, 0% chance. This guy does not have a Swiss cheese. So the two options here are either, He's wrong, and they're just, you know, don't care, or he's right, and they are, move, are moving towards what you you nut jobs call disclosure. Or he's been fed this information to stir this up for some reason, which I still feel like all this shit could be used just, you know, to distract people from something else. Like the, you know, the conspiracy theorists, there's like a lot of things that they could be, you know, digging into and, and they're like, it'd be very easy to just throw them onto the UFO thing. Yeah. So like, that's kind of, I, it's kind of like Lou Elizondo. Uh, I do not believe Lou Elizondo at all. I, he worked in like everything he ever did was like he was a disinformation agent and a liar and now he's saying UFOs are real and like and this time I'm telling the truth it's like okay right I'm gonna believe you because yeah so it's one of those things where it's like I again I wanna believe but like this is really sus I hate to say it like that but it's sus so going into the uh the the debrief of the webs, you know, about the website. They are the debrief. Yeah, they were founded by pretty much five people who, at least through cursory Google searches, seem to be in already in the ufology sphere. Oh, God. I'm using that just to oh. piss Kevin off, too. Yeah, he's doing a good job. Um, like, they're, they're all, several of them are, were already writers in that world before founding the website. Oh, I bet they were and, on the serious universe. And, and the website itself has like technology and, you know, military, uh-huh. you know, technology articles sprinkled in along with all the uh, UFO UAP stories to kind of. Almost, it seems like it's trying to seed some credibility there. Oh, right. Yeah, There's, no. It's... Well, we can't just talk about UFOs. Yeah. yeah. I, it, that's what it feels like. Yeah, I don't... So, I don't, so yeah, the, this is, and it's really and easy. And how long have they been around? Uh, their earliest article is 2019. Oh, about the same time dude was in charge of the uh, the, the UAP task force. Yeah. And, and so it's really easy without, you know other stories other other news outlets you know doing their own reporting on it it's really easy to craft a narrative from a single source like every oh, yeah. source points back to this the debrief that's why i wanted to read from right. it first yes because it is the origin of this right. story where um, they got their information for i have not seen it did not seem to say in this i don't know if it came directly from a dude dude a groosh Groosh or not? What a name! Um, Isn't Groosh something that happens when your balls start to sweat? Uh, I don't want to think about that. Okay. Well, I just uh, this is really sus to me. 
Yeah, I mean, they, they, they do say, you know, they, they do tell who his lawyer is, but they, all these intelligence community that hold Grush in, you know, high esteem, they don't really name them. Right. So it's, it's really hard to lend much credence to this. Yeah, I'm just real, mm, I, don't, I don't know, this, the, I'm interested in UFOs. I'm not interested in the conspiracy of UFOs because if it exists, it's horrifying. I don't want to really be in that world, you know? Yeah. Like the whole thing where I got abducted by aliens and there were military there. Well, fuck. Yeah, the, that's yeah, that's another problem I have is like... I mean, this, means, is, this is the Gieta Treaty shit with Eisenhower that... Like you would have all these also soldiers mm-hmm. who were, you know, enforcing this you know, secrecy that they don't ever say anything about it. Yeah, no, I, this is, it's too many goddamn people involved in the conspiracy. If it were real for it to remain secret. Yeah. There'd be I, a lot more people with bullets in their heads. I, I think also my, my biggest nail in the coffin against these large kind of, you know, alien conspiracies is always for America. At least it's always rush in Russia. If if we had these kind of secrets, mm-hmm. well, I mean, I mean, I guess everybody, somebody would know. It's like another country would have already found. They would have been using that there. against us. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe if not openly, because they would be afraid we would like expose their secrets. Maybe but, I, I don't know. But Russia, Russia doesn't care. Like we, Daddy could, Putin doesn't give a fuck. Like even in the during you know the Soviet era. Even if Russia did, if Russia had UFOs, I think they would have been like using that as propaganda. Yeah, like, sure. I, I can't see a world where, you know, Russia doesn't. You know, they would. They know the kind of turmoil it would cause us internally. If oh, they and societal proved, and societal breakdown yeah, and all that just fun be, shit. Yeah, be, it wouldn't be. May not be a total societal collapse, but it definitely like ruin our financial day. Oh, yeah, that's a given. To come out, you know, there'd be mass panic for a while. Yeah. So to to them never to have used that Trump card is really... Yeah, really it's telling. A, yeah, it's, it puts a taste in my mouth that this stuff is more than likely not true on that scale. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I believe in UFOs. I just don't really believe in the conspiracy. So I don't, I don't have any jokes for this because it's kind of terrifying. In a way, and it's also sus. So, and I keep like, saying what, that. But. Yeah. So, so if it just did come to be true, how would it affect you personally? Oh, like, Jesus Christ! I don't know. I'd start wondering if those were dreams I had or not. Yeah. Uh, start questioning your uh, past. Yeah, you know that dude, that that animated GIF of the dude that's just nodding like he's nodding along to music, and then just the gun barrel comes up in oh, the yeah. view and goes, "Yeah, that that would be me." I think. I, I I really feel like all these guys, like you said, all these guys wanting disclosure. I don't think they're they're thinking it through. You what know? would you do? So, so how does Montana sound to you? Like pretty uh, darn good. Like it sounds flat and remote. Let's go to Montana. Yeah, load up, load up. Actually, it also sounds like a cats. really good place to get abducted. No, no, no. It's central. You like, you know, just just go find a cabin out somewhere and. Oh build yeah, because nobody ever got abducted out of a cabin in the woods. Well, you know, I, Mike, Mike, we we should just 
uh, go by the assumed name the Streebers. I don't know, Kevin. With all your talk, your in enamoring talk of lizard tits, if they're if they're really out there, maybe I want to get abducted. You know. You know, there's that there's that great documentary, Love and Saucers, that, like, there's a part of me that's like, this is really sad, but also, I, I, you know, good for the guy. But, I mean, I really, though, if it, if it came out to be true, I would want to do that just to get away from the societal problems it would probably, turmoil oh, it would cause. right, yeah, no. Um, we'll get everybody... To- Everybody else would have that idea too. So, like, Montana's just be gonna this, fill up real quick. This be this, you know, urban dysphora of, oh, you know, dude, we need to just go to Florida because everybody's gonna leave Florida. Go to New York. Oh, we yeah. Could ri- live like, you know, hell damn ass kings in New York. <laughs> How many monkey butlers will there be, Mike? One at first, but he'll train others. Okay, thank you. Even without David, we got a Simpsons reference in or a Matt Groening reference. Woo! So, uh, thank you for that article. I have a cat butt in my face right now, so I'm having trouble seeing my article. Uh, I found something interesting thanks to Clark Wayne, actually, from mm-hmm. uh, Deviant Behavior Radio. Listen, Fridays and Sundays to our show there. Indian official, suspend, Indian official suspended after he drains reservoir to retrieve phone he dropped while taking a selfie. This is from the AP News. Yeah, that doesn't sound like an abuse of power at all. No, but man, it's weird. New Delphi. Is it Delphi or Delphi? I don't know. Oh, Delhi. There's no P in there. It's New Delhi. Okay. A government official in India has been suspended from his job after he ordered a water reservoir to be drained so he could retrieve his smartphone, which he had dropped while taking a selfie. Food inspector, oh, I'm going to butcher the shit out of this. Rajesh Vishwas. I think you did pretty good there. Oh, thank you. Dropped his Samsung in Karkata Dam in the central Indian state of Chhattisgarh? Chhattisgarh? Last week. Yeah. I don't, t- know how, I don't know how a double H is supposed to sound. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> the Times of India newspaper reported. Vishwas first asked local divers to jump into the reservoir to find the device, claiming it contained sensitive government data. But after the initial efforts to retrieve his smartphone failed, he asked for the reservoir to be emptied using diesel pumps. Over the next three days, more three days, three days more than two million liters of water were pumped from the reservoir, which is enough to irrigate at least 1,500 acres of land during India's scorching summer. How, in, how, much, how much is that in American units? Like, say, uh, liters? Uh, bathtubs. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 Swimming I, pools. I need to know how many Nerf balls that is. In videos that went viral on social media, Vishwas is seen sitting under a red umbrella as diesel pumps run to drain water from the reservoir. This sounds like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Yeah. Vishwas told local media the water in the reservoir was unusable for irrigation and that he had received permission from a senior official to drain it. The smartphone was eventually retrieved but wouldn't even start because it was fucking dropped in a reservoir for well, three days. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, 
modern smartphones are waterproof, but they're only waterproof up to a certain like depth. Uh huh. Usually it's, you know, only a couple of feet or meters. Yeah. And also for not a very long period of time, it's usually like, you know, a couple of hours at, yeah. you know, six feet or some shit like yeah. that. Okay. And so, yeah, when it, when they said three days, I was like, Wow. Yeah, that, yeah, that thing is not yeah. usable anymore. Authorities later suspended Vishwas after he was widely criticized for wasting water resources. No shit. India is one of the most water-stressed countries, and it, countries and extreme temperatures had led to severe water scarcity, causing crop losses, forest fires, and cuts to power. Yeah. And uh, he just drained 50 uh, he drained uh, two million liters mm-hmm. for a phone that was dead. I, what the fuck, Mike? And he wasn't even that high up either. No the food inspector. Yeah, no. It's like, and the thing is, with him sitting under the red umbrella, I just picture like old Momar Gaddafi sitting yeah. under a red umbrella with like his his female bodyguards with the machine guns there. And just the pumps running, it's like, we found your toothbrush, sir. You know? It, I'm, holy shit. I, mean, I guess it's just because of their, like, kind of, they have a kind of a cast system still, don't they? Yeah, I believe so. And he but probably... Like, the problem is, everyone that's ever told me about the cast system is like a racist old white man, so no. I don't want to say yes. Well, I, I've read it online sure. and stuff. I'm, j- I, I'm just saying, I just like, have I'm, to wonder if, mm. you know... If that didn't play into why, oh, like no a one, cast thing, no one, yeah, no one, none of the workers at the site questioned him on, you know, why should we drain it for you, or said no. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Even question it, like, be like, well, I, they wouldn't have to say no. They would say, well, let me ask my supervisor or something. They'd run it up to chain high enough to, yeah. Or if they did, you know, maybe they did, and they said fine. But when it became a flap on social media then yeah. they cut him loose i don't uh, know it could go either way a lot of a lot of questions there but holy shit man there's a lot of wasted water at a really bad time to do yeah, you it think that what would get, the fuck that would get up to like whoever their you know resource management is you know environmental resources or whatever and they'd be like no we need that water to live for food you you're a food inspector you know food is I, grown with water <laughs> Not Brondo, right? I was about to say, he probably is in the pocket of big energy drink. Big Brondo. Big Brondo. And I just, like, that story blew my mind. Yeah, like, no, that, that, that sounds is like, like some... That is like know, life-ending shit over a cell phone. Yeah, that, that, that's... that. Look, if you saw that, you know, that kind of thing play out in a uh, movie, you would be like, oh, this is a good comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I like I could see that in like the gods must be crazy. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. So yeah. Uh so that's that's my first story. I just really wanted to get that out there. It it angers me a yeah. lot. So going through my backlog of stories, I, I came across one that fits with the other one. Oh, oh does it? Yeah. It's uh from earlier in the month, but UFO hunters build an open-source AI system to scan the skies. Interesting. Uh, Excerpt from a Motherboard article. 
frustrated with the lack of transparency and trust around official accounts of UFO phenomenon, a team of developers has decided to take matters into their own hands with an open source citizen science project called Sky360, which aims to blanket the earth in affordable monitoring stations to watch the sky 24 seven. Oh, wow. And even plans to use AI and machine learning to spot anomalous behavior. That's pretty cool, man. Like I'm, I'm always excited when AI is used for something pretty neat. Yeah, well, we can have a whole discussion about AI another oh, time. Oh, we're going to do that another day. Uh, David wants to do that for Dead Internet Theory, too. Yeah. So, unlike earlier 20, 20th century efforts such as invent, investor, inventors? Yeah, inventors in- proposing. Inventors? I thought I couldn't tell if it was investors no, cool. or inventors, but it's inventors proposing geomagnetic detectors to discover nearby UFOs. Or more recent software like the short-lived UFO ID project, Sky360 hopes that it can establish a network of autonomously operated surveillance units to gather real-time data of our skies. Organizations like MUFON, founded in 1969, have long investigated sightings, while amateur groups like the American Flying Saucer Investigation Committee of Columbus... Wow, that's a really long time. They need an acronym. Uh, That would be the AFSICC. AFSIC? AFSIC. AFSIC's not bad. I've heard worse. Even ran statistical analysis of on sightings in the 1960s, <clears throat> finding that most of them happened on Wednesdays. You know, that, that is interesting. Uh, the thing is, according to John Keel, they happen on Tuesdays and Thursdays mostly. Well, this, this was statistic analysis in the 60s, so I don't know what to tell him other than he's wrong. When did when would he say that? Uh, the sixties. Yeah, it's all I really know. However, Sky Three Sixty believes that the level of interest and in the technology have now both reached an inflection point where citizen researchers can actually generate large scale actionable data for analysis all on their own. That's cool. <clears throat> so the Sky Six, uh, the Sky C the Sky Three Sixty. Say that five times fast. <laughs> no. Stations consist of an all-sky cam with a wide-angle fisheye lens and a pan-tilt pan focus camera, with the fisheye camera registering all movement. Oh, I see. So it basically it's like a 180-degree camera looking for movement, and I guess mm-hmm. the pan-tilt will like be for like honing in on that and getting... And follow like, it, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Underlying software performs an initial rough analysis of these events and decides whether to activate other sensors. And if so, the pan tilt focus camera zooms in on the object, tracks it, and further analyzes it, according to developer Nicola Galliot. Interesting. The software is currently based on a computer vision background subtraction algorithm, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I'm, stuff that interests me, but you know. Don't want to bore the listeners. Sure, no, I understand, yeah. but uh, that yeah. is actually really cool. I yeah. like that. Yeah, it uh, basically focus on anything that any you know pixels that moves and track as long as possible and auto- automatically classified. Uh, see, the automatically classified, I do have questions because I've well, seen like yeah, like people with these like bird cameras, and it's like you know rejecting birds just because they were like lit wrong or something. Sure. The idea is the more data these monitoring stations acquire, the better the classification will be. 
All the hardware components from the cameras to passive radar and temperature gauges can be bought cheaply and off the shelf worldwide, with the ultimate goal of finding the most, effect most effective combination for the lowest price. Schematics, blueprints, and suggested equipment are all available on the Sky360 site, and interested parties can en are encouraged to join the project's Discord server. Oh, cool! There are currently 20 stations set up across the world from USA to Canada to more remote regions like the Azores and the Middle Atlantic. Once enough Sky360 stations have been deployed, the next step is to work towards real-time monitoring, drawing all the data together and analyzing it by, sh by striving to create a huge, open, transparent network. Anyone could be free to examine the data themselves. Neat! You know, it, it, it does make me pine for the days of SETI, but I feel like this is, this is good. This is a good thing. And on the Sky360 website, they have, you know, some videos. One of them is an unknown object falling from the sky above Alaska. Yeah. Or you can see some video from the fisheye camera, too. So, space, 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 space. I, no, I'm really excited about that one. So, re looking a little further into the uh, their website. So, cost. Guess how much one of these things would cost? Their their ballpark. Uh, I don't know how much. So the current uh, range. Wait, let me guess. Let me guess. Two thousand uh, dollars. you're in the ballpark. Oh. The current range is fifteen hundred to five thousand. That's um, that's pretty broad. They say you can uh if your if your budget's a problem you could go in with friends and you know all <laughs> share the data. You know, you could say that about every goddamn thing. Think about this, though. It only takes 150,000 stations, and everyone can observe the sky from around the world. That's a, that's a lot. That's a lot of stations. Yeah. 150,000 stations times even the cheapest price. That's still, you know, millions of dollars. Yeah. They have patrons. You can be, they have five levels of patronship. Orb, Saucer, Gimbal, Tic Tac, and Mothership. And they have a map of... Uh, the sky awareness stations they have eight in america mm -hmm. one in japan one somewhere in the atlantic that would must be the azores i was talking about mm -hmm. a couple in united kingdom spain a couple i can't tell which countries are in europe but several in europe none none really under central like asia or anything oh one on australia that's neat so yeah very cool. So if you have money to burn a hole in your pocket or just want to... You want to help. Yeah. They they sell a kit for like the enclosure, um, but I'm but it's looking like you would have to uh, at least be somewhat technically proficient for building a uh, system. Right. I, a, uh, yeah, not everybody has a mic to help yeah, with that. It's, it's based on off-the-shelf parts. But you would have to, you know, know at least how to flash firmwares and wire things up. Yeah, it uses a uh, Jetson's Javier Xavier. I don't know which way it goes. That's a, uh, I believe that's an NVIDIA, like, system, you know, single board system computer. Um, uses a couple of other smaller, like, breakout boards for okay. control. But yeah, you know, computer well, stuff. That's neat. It's pretty neat. I have got another article. It's time to celebrate. Mm -hmm. Crocodile Jesus. 
What? Let me explain. Scientists find crocodile virgin birth at Costa Rica Zoo. That not that not very unusual for reptiles well, and amphibians? Well, uh, I'll read you the article. It's from it's from Reuters. Uh, Reuters? Reuters, Reuters, Reuters. I don't I always, know. I always heard it as Reuters. Okay, is it Reuters? I don't know. I don't know. It's It's a word with shit in it. Yeah. All right. So, Mexico City, June 7th. Reuters. Scientists have documented the first known instance of a virgin birth by a crocodile. That's the big deal, is that it's by a crocodile, which had been living in isolation for 16 years at a Costa Rican zoo, according to a study published Wednesday. And this article came out on the 7th, so yesterday. The female... American crocodile, which I didn't know that was a thing. I thought crocodiles were all European and African. No, there's... I'm, I'm sure they probably mean South American crocodile. But Maybe you know. so. But it like... Well, I mean, it, it's America. I mean, I yeah. can't... I don't want to be one of those North American guys that be like... Yeah. Thinks, America! Or, nonetheless, yeah. this side of the planet yeah. laid 14 eggs in 2018 within their enclosure. Not an uncommon phenomenon amongst yeah. captive reptiles. Well, yeah, any mo- any egg-laying species will can lay unfertilized yeah, eggs. Yeah, I mean, that's how we get fucking chicken eggs. The more puzzling fact, however, came after three months of incubation when one egg was found to contain a fully formed, stillborn baby crocodile. Ooh. Yeah. According to the study published in the journal Biology Letters, scientists tested the crocodile fetus genetic makeup. They found DNA sequences showing it was a result of faculative parthenogenesis. 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 Yes. The first word I'm not familiar with. Yes. FP, or reproduction without the genetic contribution of males. The phenomenon of FP, which I notice Reuters keeps using FP for the rest of the article, which some scientists have referred to by the shorthand of virgin birth, has also been documented in other species of fish, birds, lizards, and snakes. The scientists said this was the first known example in a crocodile. In FP, a female's egg cell can develop into a baby without being fertilized by a male's sperm cell. In making an egg cell, a precursor cell divides into four cells. One becomes the egg cell and retains key cellular structures and the gel-like cytoplasm, while the others hold extra genetic material. Then, one of those cells essentially acts as a sperm cell and fuses with the egg to become fertilized. Uh, the American crocodile is considered vulnerable and at risk, at risk of extinction in the wild. And uh, the theory or the hypothesis, let me get mm-hmm. that correct. Uh, this FP may be more common amongst uh, species on the verge of extinction. Well, you know, like, life finds a way, right? Oh, God, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> but, I fuck mean... Fuck you, you Jeff Goldblum motherfucker. There, no, there are no, uh, it, yeah, species I, that mm-hmm. when they don't... They, this becomes more common when they don't have mates. Yeah, they there's go no male around. Mates, yeah. this kind of... And this might not happen with this species normally, but, you know, I guess I'm guessing when you're a wild animal and, you know, you're out in the wild doing your wild animal things, you're more than likely, more likely than not 
during mating season mating. Yeah. So you don't notice this happening. Yes. In a normal wild animal. So it takes, you know, an animal in captivity that's isolated for this to happen. And it might just be right. more rare. Yeah. No, totally. I just think it's interesting that we uh, had, for a second, we had Croco Jesus. Yeah, but it's stillborn. It was stillborn. So the Savior's second coming, we have to wait for the next crocodile. Maybe next time it'll be like a koala Jesus. Yeah, man. That thing is going to be like just smooth-brained and just loaded with chlamydia. <laughs> Koalas really are the stupidest, aren't they? they? They are so fucking dumb, dude. I mean, they it's like they could run for office here in the United States or something. Yeah. Oh, zing! That's not much of a zing. Everybody not knows our re- politicians. Yeah, is, that is brain. the lowest hanging fruit I could reach for. In fact, the fruit was on the ground already, and I just picked it up. Just, just like the koala leaves that a koala won't eat because it's too dumb. Oh, I don't know. I think it's fascinating, and uh, like you said, life uh, like finds a way. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's that. That was my article that I had. Yeah. Why well, I, I have an update on a previous story. Is it does it involve mushrooms? No. No, I really? save all I save all mushroom stuff for a David. Oh, okay. Okay. But uh so we talked about the uh the AI drone exercise yes. where it killed the operator yes. and even after you know being told not to kill the operator it went yeah. after the uh the, the infrastructure. Tower. Mm-hmm. So that didn't actually happen. What? Even the simulation didn't happen. Apparently, what? that was the product of a think tank. Oh, you what the thinking f- of ways that you know that could happen, or thinking of I ways that do that, that AI me. drones. Yeah, and and so the the colonel misspoke. Oh, son of a. Okay, that's like a seventy-year-old white dude. So of course he did. Yeah. That man. Fuck you. Not you. Fuck yeah. them. Fucking. Fuckers, and they're fucking fuck. Yeah, I just it just and, irks me and, badly. And that that kind of it will once again get more into it on an AI episode, but it does irk me about like even people that they they take AI too seriously. Yeah, like I it's something that it's it's like it's something that needs to be you know we careful with, but. Not necessarily stop all development. Oh no, it's not necessarily something that can end all life on the planet unless you start giving the nuke codes to AI. Everyone, a lot of people are either like, you know, AI is the next coming of capitalism, Jesus. <laughs> Very religious episode we got going here. It is, or or it is going to be, you know, the worst thing to happen and it's going to kill everybody. It's basically going to become the matrix. Yeah. Well, like not without the cool, you know, black trench coats and, you know, the shitty when we're all in goo pods. It's going to become not even the goo pods are just going to like kill everybody because it's going to become Skynet is what really what they're worried about. Right. And it's really going to be neither of those things. It's just going to be like Microsoft Excel, but a little different. Yeah. And nobody's sitting there up at night, you know, worried that Excel's gonna, you know, start the robot revolution. I mean, I am, but that's me. I, it's just a pet peeve of mine that... No, I, you know, I get see, that. See, right, we need to regulate AI, otherwise it's gonna destroy all of humanity. It's like, uh, and the people that are saying that mm-hmm. are the people that have skin in the game 
and they're just saying oh, yeah. it to well, make you, AI look more attractive to investors. It's really well, counterintuitive that you would say your AI could destroy humanity when you really want people to invest in your AI, but it works because, you know, it's like, oh, well, shit. This, yeah, is, this get, is like all those big name people saying, all the tech giants saying we need to stop developing AI or put a pause on it. And it's yeah. like, well, that's that's just you wanting to get ahead of the game. Yeah, what they want is to put a pause on new development of AI, but allow them to continue. That's yes. if you read into the bills, that's what I, that's what they want. Yeah, uh, it's uh, God fucking AI, the fucking capitalism. Yeah, that fucking America and capitalism and all that shit. So, what do we do now? We don't, uh, have, we, don't we don't have David, but uh, and we don't have X. We don't have X to give it to us. No, but. We've got Reddit already, and we do have some questions after that. So, uh, let me get the... I'm in the wrong Discord. Let me get the questions thing pulled up for in a minute. But, uh, Reddit already. This is is a great one. This is just a fun little thing I found on r slash Discordian, which I don't even know why I call it Reddit already, because all the fun stuff is in there that I keep finding. And when I say fun stuff, I mean real dumb. So, this one is real simple, Mike. I'm looking for someone who is interested in becoming a digital sorceress apprentice. This is not a joke. Um, With the tag Fnord. Okay, well, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I can't yeah. take anything with that seriously. I, I, I know, but it says, I am in need of an apprentice to help me with my magical research and experimentation, which I'm always like, when magicians say I'm doing research, I'm like... You're sitting around thinking, and then you're jerking off. Is is is, is from everything I've learned about magic from Alistair Crowley. You're 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 getting kinky, and and you're thinking. Anyway, I get your labor, and in return, you can learn freely from my mastery. It, it the the only requirement is the will to learn. It's a fucking unpaid internship. Oh God. Yeah, we will oh. quite likely. No, we will quite probably be engaging in the most dangerous work imaginable. Snow crab fishing? Obviously, I will try to prevent such from happening, but you may even lose your soul. Many have in the practice of this mad craft. I guarantee they will lose their soul, but not in the way this person expects them to. Yeah, they're going to be on an escalator, and it's just going to suck the soul right off their shoes. No, I mean, just just being in this person's presence is going to suck their soul. Yeah, no, this really sounds like the kind of person you'd run into at like a Unitarian church right after the other kin meeting disperses. No offense to our Unitarian listeners, but like... There's a certain kind of person I've met. I am going to say that, like, in relation to what I just said, I used to have shotguns when I was a kid. I don't mean, like, the weapons. I mean the shoes that they don't make anymore because (laughs) it's become illegal to basically make shoes out of cardboard. And I had a piece of gum get stuck to the bottom of my shoe, and it just ripped the sole off of my shoe. So, technically, I did lose my sole at a young age. Yes. That's, that's why you were uh, watching the 700 Club to try to find your soul. That's right. Now, the the sad part is someone uh, replied with, color me interested. So the OP, okay, the, okay then, time for initiation. I want you to edit the first prompt here with your own set of nine characters. 
sharegpt.com with a link. Choose a set of nine characters that call to you personally. They can be anyone or anything. Then paste this edited prompt into ChatGPT and have the most interesting adventure you can with the characters. Remember that you can edit prompts and try different things and get different outputs. Your goal is to have fun and try to experiment and play. What makes this prompt magical is that the characters are programmed to have self-awareness of their own fictional existence and to question the nature of their own existence, making them philosophically active and dynamic characters. Have you noticed religion and AI are popping up a lot for us tonight? Yeah, and I don't think it's a uh, coincidence. Yeah, and uh, so, so yeah. Okay, okay, and somebody, somebody else replied, You know, back in college, I bought my friend Jacob's soul for a shiny dime. Could I lose this soul, his soul instead of my own? Could I just toss his soul into the mix just for shiggles? <laughs> and uh, the original poster said, Look, I'm just as clueless as you. All I know is that I'm squishing my fingers in the guts of soul stuff, whatever soul stuff may be. And that's the one thing I like is like once you get past this person being serious, they both acknowledge this is real dumb. And that's one thing, again, that I love about Discordianism. It's it's all dumb. And that's fine. It's all dumb all the way down. Yeah. It's all dumb all the way down. And I just love the idea of the most <laughs> crab, snow crab fishing. It just hit me. Yeah. That you said the most dangerous work imaginable was snow crab fishing, which it is. Yeah. But I just like, I just pictured them on a boat with a cage. How is this going to solve world? Give us world peace. This isn't a spell. So I, I, I don't know. I just, it was, it was a fun little thing. I just love the <laughs> idea of this is not a joke. So uh, that that's my fun little side story there. Uh, let's see. We have got some questions for the show. Questions? Uh, questions! Uh, let's see. Okay, this is, uh, this is from Ghostforge's dad again. What is your opinion on the possible nature of the six, 1.6 gigahertz signal that tends to accompany paranormal phenomena at Skinwalker Ranch and other locations in the area with similar phenomenon. Note that it's been brought to the Pentagon, and that's a major part of what kicked off the research that led to the Congressional UFO hearing. Now, my thoughts on this are simply that a lot of paranormal phenomenon, not just at Skinwalker Ranch, has this sound, for lack of a better term, that accompanies it. Like, in my dream that I had, where, uh, you know, my mom was abducted and I couldn't find her and there's an alien in my face. There was this loud sort of electromagnetic buzzing hum sound. And that happens a lot in abduction experiences and in uh, ghost stuff. And I think it's interesting that there is like an audio-like component well, yeah, but that's that's audio. This is something you know oh, way in the one point six gigahertz is basically microwaves. Oh, okay. So, 
Hmm. And it's radio waves, you know, it's not not a freak not a, you know, audible hmm. oh. thing. Wow, okay. Well, I completely misunderstood that. Yeah, uh, one point six gigahertz. Uh there's a lot of people like quoting one point six gigahertz in a in a association with UFOs and stuff that I okay. can see in Google, but it's it's basically I mean, it looks like microwave ovens are operating between up to 2.7 gigahertz. So, Mike, are you saying that if I took a frozen burrito and put it under a UFO and waited long enough... Maybe. I could have a cooked burrito. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, so... Uh, is, it, yeah. is it Havana Syndrome? No, here's even something even better. Okay. Satellite... A global positioning system, which utilizes frequencies of around 1.2 gigahertz and 1.6 gigahertz. So GPS uses 1.6 gigahertz. Okay. And GPS is everywhere. So every place on the planet has a residual 1.6 gigahertz. Son of a bitch. Frequency. So here's a here's a question, though. Like, prior to GPS... Mm-hmm. At Skinwalker Ranch. So prior to GPS, nobody's looking at one. See, the high gigahertz frequencies like that are really only detectable. Well, not detect, not detectable. Are really only something that's commonly detectable in the modern era. You would need radio telescopes to detect signals of that, you know, frequency before, say, about 1990, 80. Something like that. Okay. These, these are frequencies where that were unattainable or at least not easily used. Until more recently. Yeah. Like, there's, there's a reason why, you know, Wi-Fi and stuff like that is more of a modern thing. The, you know, earlier cell phones used lower frequency signals just because right. you need more miniaturization and power miniaturization to start utilizing that kind of uh, those those frequency ranges, like okay. we, not to, not to say we never use those. It's just that they were we they, harder. They weren't they were in the realm. They weren't a going concern. Yeah, they were in the realm of who the fuck would be paying attention to it. Yeah, bigger, larger, you know, transmitters and things like that. And, and here's and here's receivers. a question. Hmm. Here's a question, Mike, and you can Google this while we while we're doing other questions yeah are there any microwave type installations like that near the uinta basin in uh utah i don't know i have to well, look but you while, know. while you're looking that up uh ghost forge says his dad is anxious anxiously awaiting the lizard tits uh you need a segment Mike. <laughs> but actually yeah. we're uh, we're at a pretty good length for the episode so uh i don't know you see anything about uinta so it's spelled Unta. Unta. I think. I'm seeing a lot of studies for geo- genetotoxic potential of 1.6 gigahertz, but the studies are coming back as no, it's not. Oh, neat. Okay, great. We can go play in uh, Skinwalker Ranch and not worried about our uh, meats cooking. I mean, the, the government did all kinds of weird secret shit yeah. in the desert, so. There is apparently, yep. Uh, there is apparently a microwave station near the Uinta Basin. 
So uh, that may be that. Anyway, that's about all we got this week. Uh, I hope we will be back next week with hopefully that script being done and David being back. Mike, you got anything else you want to throw in? Uh, I think I'm tapped out for tonight, boy. Same here. All right. Well, you can find everything you would ever want to know about the show at supernatpod.rocks. You can find us on uh, Mastodon at supernatpod at horrorhub.club. You can find links to our individual Mastos in the bio for that account. Uh, We also have a Patreon. We have advertising slots. You just hit us up with the contact form on our website uh, to ask about that stuff. So, that being said, we will be back next week and we'll see you then. So until then, stay safe and stay frosty. Goodbye. Nighty night.